TV's Katya Shevchuk, welcoming you to the Kidlet TV podcast. On this podcast series, you'll hear fun and enlightening conversations with stars in the Kidlet world. Today, join author Phil Bildner as he interviews award-winning author Chris Barton and Book People's head buyer Megan Goel about the Modern First Library. This initiative is all about pairing beloved picture books that will never go out of style, along with other favorites that reflect the diverse global society of the 21st century. So be sure to jump into this Kidlet adventure, only found on Kidlet TV. Hey, I'm Phil Bildner, and today we are coming to you from Austin, Texas. We are in the amazing store, Book People, and I am here with Megan Goel, who is the children's and teen book buyer here, and I am here with children's book author extraordinaire, Chris Barton. And we're here to talk about the Modern First Library. And I guess the first question I should ask you all is, what is Modern First Library? Well, Modern First Library is a program that, that book people started to encourage um, shoppers to, when they come into the store, they want to buy a book as a gift, I say a baby gift, to look beyond the classics that they remember, the Dr. Seuss, the Margaret Wise Brown, uh, the Maurice Sendak, and shop for a more, more modern collection of books, a more diverse collection of books than perhaps they were even aware existed. Yeah, and I think that, you know, part of what what we wanted to engage people with is the very idea of what do you think of when you think of the phrase modern first library? What makes a first library modern? What makes a library a first library? You know, how do you introduce the world of books to children and what are you telling them through the books that you are bringing into their home? Great. Now, now how did the idea come together? How did you two come together? After the, uh, the essays in the New York Times by Walter Dean Myers and Christopher Myers about a year and a half ago, I got the idea that there had to be a way to encourage people when they come into the store to buy one type of book, one of these classics, to also buy something else. To not, not instead of, but in addition to. And I, I didn't know how realistic it was that we could encourage them to buy one of these more diverse books like the Myers were, were calling for. But I thought I shouldn't keep the idea to myself. I should at least pass it along to someone who is in a position to know whether it was a workable idea or not. So I came to, to Megan with the idea. Yeah, and we just worked together. We sort of had a long brainstorming email exchange about, you know, um, what that idea sparked in me and, and, you know, kind of what Chris had in mind and what works in a bookstore setting, which is always, you know, a particular thing. And, and what we ended up coming up with was sort of a two-pronged approach. Mm -hmm. Um, which was a display, which you see behind me, um, dedicated to featuring a selection of different types of books that we felt fit the idea of a modern first mm -hmm. library that we had, and then um, you know a blog series online that engaged our customers and other readers in, in dialogue about that concept. And, and we included Chris and other authors and yourself yep. um, in that dialogue. And, and, um, you know, we've been really happy with, with the response to it. Excellent. Now, you use the word diverse, and right. the word diversity means, so it means different things to different mm -hmm. people. In terms of the Modern First Library, what is diverse and what does diversity mean to this entity? What it means to, to me and what I had in mind was having the opportunity for as many kids as possible to, to not only see themselves reflected in books, but to see a, a, their books on, on their shelves resemble the world around them, the world that they live in today. The more, more diverse, more cosmopolitan, um, more ethnicities, more cultural backgrounds, more, more you know, people who are, are living out different experiences. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think even, you know, in the U.S., um, we have a very multicultural society sure. and we also live in an increasingly global society and I think yeah. that you know that's important to represent to kids as they're starting to see the world outside of their family home through the books that they're reading with their parents. Yeah. Now when you start any venture there's always of course things that you don't anticipate or things that you like or little curveballs along the way. What have been some of the most surprising things that you've encountered so far? 
I'm delighted that it's still here. I didn't know whether this is something that book people would be able to commit to for a season. We launched this on the 1st of July in, in 2014. I didn't know if we would still see it come, come the holiday season when that's a really important time for bookstores. And if it wasn't, if it wasn't working, I wouldn't have, would not have expected them to continue. So I've just been delighted that, that it's still here. The other side of that is if it's working so well here, I've been kind of surprised that other bookstores elsewhere haven't, haven't picked up this idea and run with it. I would love to see this, this replicated across the country. And I think that the biggest surprise to me is, you know, when we started talking about this idea and conceptualizing it in store, there were a lot of questions. Of course. You know, what does this mean? How are we saying it? What do um, people think about this or that? Or how does this part work? And what has been surprising to me is that those questions just went away. And Good. really, it's all about the fact that this is a display of books that people like. So the questions don't really matter. Great. And so I think that's that's what we like about it. And it, it's a fluid collection. It's not that, like we, we've established some new canon. It's like right. new books come along and, and they may, may rotate in in place mm -hmm. of, of older mm -hmm. older modern books. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's always an opportunity for new books to be considered you know, part of a modern first library. Sure. Right. Do people at the store offer suggestions or contribute to it also? Because I know like you've brought the idea mm -hmm. to them. Yeah. How is how is it how have the people here responded to it? Yeah, you know, I think people really like it. I think that in terms of um, you know, generating the title list, we do work collaboratively. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we have a specialized kid team here, and sure. we're all, we meet all the time, and we exchange ideas, so there is certainly that back and forth. Um, so, and, but I think our challenge long-term is to figure out how this grows. I mean, I right. think that, you know, we have launched it, and we've had this wonderful display up for a year, and it's followed a certain model, and we definitely want to, you know, spend some time to figure out how to make it dynamic and, you know, fluid and, and current all the time. Where do you see Modern First Library six months from now, here or elsewhere, or perhaps maybe where do you see it five years from now? What, would, what do you hope to see? What do you hope to accomplish? I would love to see bookstores all over the country with this kind of approach, because it's one thing to, to encourage the creation of more um, diverse books and creation of more books by diverse authors and to encourage publishers to increase their own diversity efforts. Absolutely. But that's the, that's the supply side of things. Sure. And I think we need to encourage the, the demand, encourage the, the purchase of those books. Uh, so I would love to see this same kind of program at bookstores all over the country where it's mm -hmm. just, you know, if, you're, if you know you want to buy a book for somebody, mm -hmm. you don't just necessarily go to you know, Very Hungry Caterpillar or things published sure. you know, before during the Nixon administration. Right. <laughs> There's a place they can go where they can, they can grab something from a, a display. They're all trusted. There are bundles of books that may be thematically linked. Sure. Um, but uh, beyond just the Modern First Library program, what I would love is for you know, authors and anybody involved in the <coughs> children's literature community to see that there are opportunities in their local communities mm -hmm. to, to, to contribute to the conversation. One of the greatest things about this program was the um, coming together of, of interested parties to create great dialogue around, you know, what what are we doing selling books in Austin? Sure. How are we doing it? How can we do it better? And what are we thinking about right now? And I, and I love those conversations. I think that, you know, if you think about Modern First Library in the context of our store, you know, it's, it's a small piece of what we do, but hopefully, um, you know, extends to everything that we do. I think it's great to have this um, display of books that we think are wonderful for introducing your children to books and mm -hmm. really kind of, um, you know, pave the way for great readers. But I want that, I mean, I, I try very hard to make that concept, um, you know, permeate everything we do. So what I'd like to see it um, become for us is really a baby shower program, you know, kind of this box set idea that we've been mm -hmm. playing with, with wrapped mm -hmm. gifts and sort of the one-stop shop for helping kids learn about books, 
become readers and explore the world around them. The Modern First Library, what a wonderful idea. Congratulations to you two. Chris Barton, thank you very much. Megan Goel, thank you very much. For KidLit TV, I'm Phil Bildner. Now back to you.